Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So the quest for purpose. I think Raul found out that he can play the accordion, huh? You never know if you never tried, man. There's some things, it's crazy. I hear people say it. I've heard it my whole life. It's like, well, I'm not called to do that. You are called to serve. You're called to be part of things. Remember, keep the faith, stay connected. Somebody say, keep the faith, stay connected. Why do we stay connected? Because you can't do it on your own. It's that simple. You can't do it on your own. Um, my Bible study and I, we're going to be going through the Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And part of the intro to the book says, it's best to do this in community with other people. Why? Because God never called us to be isolated. Some of your worst mistakes have been when you isolated yourself from other people and from sound wisdom. Some of the biggest, worst things that have gone, it, gone down in your life were because of choices that you made when you were all alone, didn't seek counsel, or didn't have a support circle. So today we're going to continue the quest for purpose. This first point today, it moves me, and it's peace. Someone say peace. Jesus, several times, he said, peace be still, right? He said, peace be unto you. Peace is so important. Peace is satisfaction, knowing that God is in control. You don't have to worry about anything. Peace is a right feeling. But sometimes, even through turmoil, God will give you a sense of peace and his presence in the midst of the storm where you know there's nothing to worry about. You say, Pastor Matt, do you deal with fear sometimes? Oh, I do. And I have. And God's helped me in so many areas, but there's areas in our lives that we've got to submit to God, and we've got to be able to hear His voice. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 says, we're not going to put that on the screens today, but 1 Corinthians chapter 7 says God has called us to live in peace. So if you're in turmoil today, it's not on the giving end, it's on the receiving end. You say, well, are you blaming me? Look, let me just tell you this. We've got to take responsibility for our actions, our decisions, and we, when we've pushed God away in the toughest of circumstances, some humans tend to push God away instead of running to Him, they run away from Him during tough times. So if you're going through something right now, push toward God. You need to pursue peace. That's part of your purpose in life is peace. God created you for peace. Someone say, God has created me for peace. If you're in turmoil right now, there's a number of things that could be going on. You could be in disobedience to God's word. And I'm going to tell you, it's almost better to be completely cold toward God than it is to be lukewarm. Jesus said, I wish you were cold or hot, but because you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out. How many of you like lukewarm coffee? It's rare. You're rare. You're like me. I'll drink coffee cold, hot, lukewarm. I just drink it. Most people, though, don't like that. How many of you like your food piping hot? Hot. I've seen people be handed a plate of brilliant food, and they go, this is cold, man. I remember growing up with Dad, the food would be hot, and he's like, hey, can you put that in the microwave for me? I'm like, it's, all, it's burning my mouth. He'd put it in the microwave. Piping hot. Jesus said, I wish you were cold or hot, but because you're not, I'm going to spit you out. What is neither cold nor hot? It's lukewarm. It's that yucky warm. You ever gotten into a pool? swimming pool and you say I wish it was hot or freezing cold because you get in and you get in the water and you think this feels like someone peed in it <laughs> I know that's crossed your mind before because we have Jen and I have gotten in 
pool water before and it's real lukewarm. I'm like, that's kind of nice. She's like, baby, it's kind of gross. And you know, nobody pees in pools. I mean, that's impossible, right? But I got your attention now, don't I? you got to pursue peace with God. That's, that's part of your quest for purpose because you don't want to be lukewarm and be in a constant state of turmoil. Those that never really come into God, but they know just enough to be dangerous, and the other word is miserable. Say, it's God's fault. It's somebody else's fault. No, nice try, brother. Nice try, sister. No, it's between you and God, and you got to get your mind renewed or you get stuck there in the same place. You know what the Israelites did? God called them out of Egypt. Dad, how long was the journey from Egypt to the promised land? Was it eight days or more? Eleven-day journey from Egypt to the promised land. Guess how long it took them in the desert? You remember? Forty years in eleven days is a large difference, huh? You see the disparity there? Say, why, why? They weren't ready for the promises. God tried to bless them, and all they did was complain. You want to disturb your own peace? Get your complaint on. You want to disturb your own peace? Get your bad attitude on. Want to disturb yourself and just, man, be in a struggle and turmoil? Stay away from the Word. You want peace, though, get into the Word. Let's go to Psalm 2911. Look at this. Psalm 2911. I like how this reads. The Lord gives His people strength. Somebody said amen. amen. The Lord blesses them with peace. Raul this morning was talking about we are... We have a thousand ways we can thank the Lord because we know we're blessed. What is blessed? God has given you everything you need. If you really, really absorb it and soak it in, God has given you everything in life to satisfy you, bless you, take care of you. But we forget. Being blessed in the Hebrew means you're not missing any good thing. Shalom in Hebrew means, it means peace. We translate it as peace. But that state of peace is I have everything I need. God is with me. I'm not afraid no matter what. And you've, you've gone through some stuff, huh? Y'all know I like a show of hands, don't you? How many of you are going through something right now? You're thinking, this is crazy. When we're, when we're honest, we're he's like, uh-huh, yeah, uh, this is bothering me. You've got it with God's help. If you want peace, though, you've got to be led by peace. Some of you, just this week, I don't have to be a prophet to tell you this. Some of you, this week, you said, you're in a situation and you're like, this doesn't feel right. I don't know why I'm doing this. It don't feel right being around them, but I'm just going to ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit. No, once you've been saved, you have an inner witness now. People call it a conscience. They will say, I was in the world and I had a conscience. God was speaking to them, trying to reach them. Say, said, ah, it just isn't, didn't feel right. Ladies, God has given you intuition, and you women tend to be very sensitive to the voice of God as a whole. Women are... I hear all the time, and my wife's a woman of God, but Jen will tell me, this does, ah, this don't feel right. I don't feel right about it. Who's with me in understanding that just because it looks good? You say, oh, yeah, but he's fine. Uh-huh. He may, have, he may have goat hooves. He may be a devil. Same for women, too. You say, well, she looks great. Uh-huh. What was that song by James Brown? Devil with the what color dress on? Was it a red dress? I like red. I try to get, I try to get Jen to wear red all the time. Red is beautiful, but he says devil with the red dress on. Wow. So yeah, she looks good, but she don't. Even. 
And I've tried to explain to people before. I've done premarital counseling, and you can see something ain't right. And I'm going, guys, it ain't marriage changes everything. Say, oh, well, that's why we don't need to get married. No, you'll way, you'll be way out of God's will if you try to live with someone and not be married. But I've talked to people in premarital counseling and told them, hey guys, it's not all, you know, lollipops and unicorns. Does that sound fun? Lollipops and unicorns? I was trying to Camila likes them, so it must be cool. See, it's not, and people are like, oh, no, man, I feel, and you know, it always freaks me out when people go, I feel good. I feel good. Drugs will make you feel good temporarily, but there's always a downside to that. When you just go with, I feel good, he makes me feel good, she makes me feel good, Uh uh-huh, but are you losing your peace? You better listen to the Lord. Many of you have said that before. This doesn't feel right. Something's not right. Have you had that before? This don't feel right. Some of you are in relationships right now, and you go, something doesn't feel right. Now, if you're married, let's, let's use a graphic word for that. You're stuck. Dad used to say that. He said, what do you mean? You said, well, I, one man of God on the marriage videos years ago, he said, everyone's looking for the one, the one, the one. Well, you're with the one now, and you, you got kids, you're married or whatever. You said, man, unless they're beating you up, or doing other awful, illegal, or immoral things, you got to figure it out. you got to figure it out with them. Now they are the one, the one, the one. Uh-huh. People go, no, I, I think I'm going to go into something else here. I, I think God's calling me to, are you married? Well, then Scripture says don't seek to be separated. You're married? Work it out, right? But before you're married, you have that golden chance and that opportunity. I remember years ago, a young lady told us, she was a friend of ours. She grew up, grew up here, went to children's church and everything. She was trying to get hooked up with the wrong guy. You could say shacked up, whatever. Shacked up, jacked up. And she was warned by everybody around her, don't do it, don't do it. You need to seek God, this and that. Years later, she said, y'all should have locked me in the basement. Y'all shouldn't have. She wasn't listening to nobody. It's crazy. Folks make decisions and then they blame God. Folks make poor decisions and then they blame the people that were around them that stayed stable. I've seen people in their pursuit away from peace, they push away all the godly people in their lives and then later on they go, nobody was there for me. Mm -mm, Don't let the devil lie to you. You pursue peace. You really seek in the peace of God. You know what? I'm not going to lose my peace for anyone. Are y'all still with me? I'm not losing my peace for anyone. My wife and I have a peaceful home, and we do our best to guard and protect that peace because the peace is tied into purity. Say, we're going to do our best. We're, hey, we're far from having it all, having all the answers, but we have the answer, and that's Jesus. And we have been called to live right. Remember, you live right, that's righteousness. You say, I'm called to live right. I'm right with God, righteousness and holiness. I'm right with God, so I'm going to act right. And people, they blame God, they blame others, they blame the rain, they blame the situation. I was, I was here this morning with someone. Let me see, let me look around. Make sure that they're not here. No, because they don't go to church here. People have a way of finding me before church. They know where to find me. They, I don't even know if he knows my name, but there's a guy that comes for help. And he says, I'll be there at church today. And I said, if you put God first, he gave me every other answer in the book. Well, it's my ex, you know, and I'm trying to get this. And I'm I'm like, no, no, no. What's it going to take for you to put God first? I don't want to hear about the ex. 
He said, man, when I go, man, and it's been my life and this and that. I said, so someday, mijo, when you stand before God, it's the ex. Can you imagine if God said, well, you know, you made a lot of poor choices, but it was your ex. It's all them. The de- Can you imagine the Lord said, the devil made you do it? I understand. Uh-uh. You got choices, don't you? And your choices should be, one of your priorities should be the pursuit of peace. That's God's purpose for you. You were created to have peace in God's presence. And believers, I'm telling you, let me say this again before I move on to the next point. Believers need to recognize this, if I move on to the next point. The most miserable people in the world are believers who have double lives. Some of you are like, this is my last Sunday at Kingsgate Church. I'll see you in a month when it gets hard again. We'll still be here. Say, man, I don't, I don't know about this pastor. He's, he's trying to read my mail. It's, I'm not even trying to be prophetic. God's word is this. God's word is call unto me. That's what the Lord says throughout Scripture. Scripture says, seek the Lord while he may be found. There's people that push God away, push God away, push God away, and years later it's almost like they can't find God. I've seen folks that say that. They say, I can't feel anything, and they never listened to God when he gave them a chance over and over and over again. They never listened. Say, man, are you talking to me directly? No, I'm actually speaking, I believe, by the Spirit of God today in the pursuit of peace. You say, man, did that that come up because you spoke to me this week, Pastor Matt, or because you heard something about me? No, this this has been on my radar for weeks. The pursuit of peace is, is part of the quest for purpose. For weeks, God's been laying that on my heart. Why? Because I've had seasons of no peace. Relationships, wrong relationships, they have a way of robbing your peace. We've seen people move hundreds of miles from here. Like Scripture says, a bird who's wandered from their nest for a dollar, two dollars more an hour. Left everything, left their family, went up there and then turned in. And some... Big raises. I remember there's a story I read. Years ago, a pastor was telling a story about, man, the kids were connected at the church. Their their youth loved God. They were doing great. And this couple said, man, we're getting a $50,000 raise raise per year. Everybody around them said, don't do it. It, Something don't feel right. Y'all, don't go up there for that. Stay connected to your church. I don't know all the details of that story, but this is a true story. They didn't listen. And years later, they came back, and all their kids who had been so connected and living right in the local youth group came back, and the kids were in rehab for drugs and everything else. All because they got disconnected. Someone say disconnected. When you stay connected, it brings you peace. What are the many reasons for not pursuing peace and not staying connected many times? Say, well, I think people are going to think bad of me. We're all a little nutty. Everybody knows it. Your family knows it already. We know you ain't got everything together. I, I don't, I mean, there's areas of my life God's still dealing with all the time. Let's just be real. I just have the opportunity to get up here and preach about it. I get up here and talk about myself all the time. I say, man, I, I'm, I'm going through it. God's dealing with me again. I remember hearing my mom talk like that growing up. She's like, God's dealing with me about something. I say, really? I said, mm-hmm. He's working on me. Man, her words echo so loudly in, my, in my, my life, in my soul now. I can just hear her words. God's dealing with me. Man, if you let God deal with you. Man, we've been through this, some stuff, my wife and I as a couple, personally, and through 
through situations and trials and different tribulations. And I just know, I just laughed yesterday at something. You know, things don't always work out like you want them to or as you think they should. And I just, at one point, I just laughed. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. We're going to pursue peace. We're going to put God first no matter what. We're not going to make excuses. We're going to keep seeking God, and we're going to trust him. Did you know every situation is an opportunity for you to lean on God and not on your own strength? Leaning on your own strength, it, it takes you to a crazy place that you thought you'd never go sometimes, huh? And you wish you had never gone pushing God away and saying, I got this, I got this. No, pray every day. Seek God every day. Because those who don't pray and seek God, they're saying, God, I got it. I only need you to save me, but in the meantime, I got it. No, we don't got it. We don't got it. And this leads me to something else here. Point two today. Praise. Someone say praise. Praise will bring peace. Praise will take you out of the, man, it'll take you out of the dumps. I've been in situations where I just felt like it was all over. You ever had thoughts like that? You say, I feel like crud. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I'm bothered. Some of you have gone through depression before or anxiety, and you said, man, I'm worried. I'm stressed out. I'm flustered. It's too much. Begin to praise him. Someone say, praise him. Look at this verse in the NIV, Isaiah 43, 21. Look how powerfully this is written. He says, the people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. God created you to praise him. You say, well, I don't understand that about God. Well, you're not going to get it all, but I know he's perfect, and I know he's running things just right, and I know he's giving people choices to make decisions and mess up all kinds of stuff because he loves us so much. You can go all the way back to the Garden of Eden and say, man, why did he let them do that? Why didn't he force them? You've probably even gone so far as to say, I wish God would make me. I remember thinking that as a kid. Can God make me do right? No, that's not what love is. Can you imagine if I made my wife do certain? You know, you make, no, you're going to love me. That's fatal attraction, scary stuff. Some of y'all are dating someone like that. Say, no, you're going to love me. Or I'll be the last one you ever love. But real weird stuff like that, that's not love. I've heard girls telling guys and seen stories and seen people trying to break up with each other, not even married, and they're going, no, you know what? It's never over between me and you. Say, so you better get off me, man, vieja. Better get out of here. I said, no, you don't know. Or the guy says that, it's never over. Nah, nah. God loves you enough to say you can praise me or not. God loves you enough to say it's over when you say it's over if you ever want to leave me, but I'll be right here. That's one of the reasons why I praise him. He's never given up on me. See, how do you know that? I'm still here. I still have peace through the storm. And man, we've been through some stuff. I remember when mom passed away and we're nearing her birthday, July 22nd. She passed away a couple months before her birthday. She was 65, three years ago. She lost the battle to cancer, but she's healed now forever. She's in Jesus' presence. And I do know this, that through those times, I didn't know what else to do. I don't know who this is for today. I would get my grief. I read this in a book someone gave us, and I'll never forget it. And I offered my grief to God as a sacrifice. What does that mean? It was my form of praise. I said, God, what I have, I give you. All I have is grief and thanks because you've taken care of us and thanks because you're taking care of my mom in heaven now. That's all I had. And I would, I would give him a sacrifice of praise, but I would throw in my grief with it, too. too. I didn't know what else to do. I'm going to tell you something about praise, though. 
it moves God. Someone say it moves God. Uh huh. Your praise moves God like nothing else. You say, doesn't faith move God? Oh, yeah, but praise is tied into faith. Praise activates faith, and when you're not feeling it, you're praising God, that is actually your faith in action. When you don't feel it and you're being nice to someone that doesn't deserve for you to be nice to them, that's your faith in action. You're forgiving someone, you don't feel like forgiving, you don't feel like they deserve it, that's your faith in action. So praise says, you know what? God, I'm inviting you on the scene. Look at Psalm 22.3 in the NLT. Look at this, Psalm 22.3. Yet you are holy, the psalmist said, enthroned on the praises of Israel. That's God's original chosen people. Now you are part of a better covenant, so you are part of God's chosen, so he is enthroned on your praises. What is, it, what is a throne? It is where a king or a queen rules from. When God is enthroned in your heart, that means he rules your life. Not drugs, not alcohol, not, not the wrong relationships, not this, that, and the other, not that pursuit of this or that. No, your, your God, the one who has called you to serve him, says, look, praise me and put me first. That's really, I'd say it's simple, but it's not easy for a lot of people. I was talking to that guy this morning. Crazy, man. Folks, folks find me here early on a Sunday morning, walking the streets and looking for help and hope, but they won't come to church, some folks. First thing they say is they're going to judge me. Like, that's another excuse. It, it must not be that important to you to put God first. They're going to judge me. People are deciding things about me every day. Did you know I am judged every day? Did you know I judge myself every day? I go, this is not right. I need to bring that under the blood of Jesus. I, need, I judge how I treat my wife. I judge how I act. I judge how I respond to things. I judge myself so I'm not judged in the spirit realm. But as for people judging me, a judgment is a decision. Did you know I've met people before and it blew me away? Because I was the firstborn before these, these other two beautiful kids came along. I was the firstborn. And I thought the sun set and rose on me. Because I was mom and dad's only. And when people didn't think I was cute, I was like, they must have a problem. <laughs> that was just how I was wired as a kid. I got so much love and attention, and I just thought, I thought, wow, I, if, they don't, if, they don't, if they're not buying it, I don't know what their problem is, right? But to this day, I still meet people, and it doesn't happen often. They say that one out of ten people just aren't going to like you. 10% of people you meet, they're just, they don't care. They're like, you're weird. Or, you know, they meet me and they're like, I wish you had hair. It's distracting. Talking to one of your youth this morning, right? Maybe I was talking to one of the youth this morning. He was talking to me really well, but he was staring at my head. I said, I said, my head's shining, huh? I knew it was. And he goes, yes, sir. <laughs> Beautiful honesty. I love that. And I love him. He's just looking at me like, looking at my head. It's just, he could probably see his reflection. It's crazy, though. Some just aren't going to like you for you. But you keep praising God because he created you to serve him. And those that say, you know what, I'm going to just live like the devil because I just, I'm going to do me. No, that, that was, God never created you for sin, ever. God did not create you for unforgiveness or bitterness or sin or to walk in disobedience to his word. He created you to live right. He created you to be right with him. 
That is righteousness, and he created you to live right. That's holiness. So there's righteousness, and then there's holiness, but you got to start somewhere. See, people get it backwards. They go, I'm, I'm just going to start acting right. Well, how are you going to act right if you don't know that you're right with God? you got to know that you're right with God scripturally. That's where God's grace come in, comes in. He gives you the power to know, recognize, remember, and realize that you are right with him. Someone say, I'm right with God. Uh-huh. By the blood of Jesus, by faith. You've accepted Jesus. Boom. In that moment, you're right with him. Now you just got to live like it. That's the challenge for most, most of us, huh? Say, man, I got to live like I'm. You can't just, I'm saved, but I live crazy. No, you got you to gotta live a life that brings, this is my second point still, got to live a life that brings praise to him. One day when you stand before God, I believe this with all my heart, God's going to tell you, well done, you good and faithful servant. But he's going to tell you, you brought praise to my name. You brought glory to me because of how you acted, because of who you forgave. You were, and God knows all our situations. Some of you were sexually abused physically, verbally. Some of you have come from some crazy stuff. You said, man, my family life was crazy. Well, here you are now. Welcome to the family of God. Let's give the Lord a clap offering this morning. Welcome to the family of God where you can have peace and you can praise God and you can treat each other right. Everything, I'm going to start to wrap it up here. Everything in life is a choice. Attitude is a choice, isn't it? There's an old saying. It's very trite. It's very cliche, but I like it. It says, attitude will determine your altitude. I say, man, I've heard that before. We'll get, let it soak in for a minute. Attitude will determine your altitude. Your attitude will take you to great places. We live in society now that just celebrates talent and not attitude. That's why you got the NFL, the NBA, the NHL. The, some of these cats, some are great people, but many of them are just jerks. They never grew up. Said, oh, you got a lot of talent? We're just going to let you go on by. You have a bad attitude. You're a devil. But, man, you can play some ball. And then they wonder why they get into these leagues and they're paid all these millions of dollars and they have no character. So what do you do? Did you know money takes on your personality? Money's neutral. They said, man, money is the root of all evil. No, Scripture says the love of money is the root of all evil. Money is a tool. Someone say a tool. Uh-huh. And it takes on your personality. So if you're perverted or you struggle in that area, you will use money for perverted things. If you're addicted to something, you will use money for your addiction. If you're struggling in these areas, you will use money for those struggles. But you were called to pursue peace in God. You were called to praise Him. Did you know even in your money and your spending, you can, you can bring praise to God? Right now we're fixing up our home. You say, man, is that just so it'll be beautiful? No, our home, our home is to love and host and share with people. We were called to do that. Jen has a gift. She is, she's an amazing hostess. She loves to host and give food. And Man, we had steaks uh, I guess it's going on two months ago now. We had steaks at the house, and it was amazing, man. We want to host. We want to share the blessing God has given us. Can you imagine God blessed me with a truck, and I can't give nobody a ride? But people gave me rides when I was walking, right? You remember the story about Adrian and the bus? Listen to the last message last Sunday. Check us out on SoundCloud. We got all the messages from the last three years, soundcloud.com. Look up Kingsgate Church. 
Get into the word. Listen to the word. You say, man, I don't know. I'm just listening to Tupac edited. You got to edit it. There's a problem. Tupac had a cool voice. He was gifted. He was genius, but he was ungodly. So you say, man, I know. I just, I'm going to just listen. Don't feed your spirit with that junk. I said, feed your soul, really. Don't feed your soul with that junk. Get into the word. Listen to the word. You can listen to godly music. There's plenty of great stuff out there. You want to bring praise to God? Listen to good stuff. We had a guy doing work at our house yesterday. He goes to the Spanish service. And I'd walk through the house. I was in and out doing all kinds of stuff. And he had worship playing. It was so beautiful. Just worship. It's just peace everywhere he goes. He's working as fast as he can, man, like an ant. You ever see ants when they're working? He was like an hormiga. That's Spanish for ant. Not your tia. Not your, anyway. Ant, A-N-T. Working like an ant. And some of your ants work hard, too, I know. But this, this guy was working like an ant, and he had, he had worship music on. I said, man, it just brings such a spirit of peace. Don't let people rob your peace. Have your boundaries. Your boundary is, I'm not going to let you steal my peace. You know who I learned that from? I learned that from being married to my wife over the years. And my mom used to teach us that. My dad used to teach us that. Say, hey, man, you, you got to walk by peace. You walk by faith, but you walk in peace with God, not in turmoil. If you're in turmoil, something is up. Someone say something is up. Mm -hmm. So you've, called, you've been called to pursue peace. You've been called to praise God. And as you praise God, it will give you peace. As you praise God, it will help you overcome temptation. As you praise God, you'll see a better you, I promise, because it activates your faith. And when faith is activated, you've got the power to walk out good character steps. Someone say amen. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes today. Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for everyone that's in this house. I thank you for those on the live stream. I thank you for those that we don't even know and I may never meet that follow us on SoundCloud or going to watch this on YouTube or on Facebook. But God, I thank you that your word always works. Everyone say God's word, God's word. works. Someone say, God's word works. Is there anyone in the house at the sound of my voice? If you've already accepted Jesus before, I don't want you to raise your hand. Not for this one. If you have never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, those on the live stream are in the house. Never ever. You said, Jesus has never been Lord of my life. I've never publicly confessed him. I've never, ever accepted Jesus or raised my hand to accept Jesus. If that's you, raise your hand today. You've never done it before. I want to I totally make sure of this one thing today. All right, well, good. Everyone in here is, is saved. They've accepted Jesus. Those of you on the live stream, I don't know who you are today. But let's all pray for the benefit of the live stream as well. And for anyone else that ever hears this message, let's pray together. You too can accept Jesus and have true peace. Some have called it peace with God. You're no longer at war with God and against His Word and walking in sin. You can have peace with God. Repeat this prayer with me today. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus died and rose again for me, for my sin. Forgive me, Lord. There's too many things to count but they're under the blood of Jesus now. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your kindness and your mercy and your forgiveness. I am at peace by faith in Jesus' name. I believe and I confess that Jesus is my Lord 
and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. I want everybody to look up here and go ahead and stand in God's presence. I'm going to pray something with you real quick and pray something for you. How many of you would say this morning, you know what, Pastor Matt, just being vulnerable and honest, there are areas in my life that God needs to bring peace to. Go ahead and raise your hands. Say, God needs to bring peace on this storm in my life. There's some areas he's going to do that. You've been given some tools today. You can get peace through praise. You can get peace through obedience. You can get peace through staying connected to the right people. Let's pray together today. I'm going to pray for you. Go ahead and raise your hands. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that Jesus, when he was out on the boat with his disciples, he spoke to the storm and he said, peace, be still. When Jesus reappeared to his disciples after having died and risen again, he said, peace be unto you. That is so important, God, because that is part of your character is peace. You bring peace, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. The fruits of the Spirit, God. Your Holy Spirit brings these things to a reborn human spirit, Lord God. We've accepted Jesus, so we have the capacity to walk in love, joy, and peace, Lord God. I thank you for peace in our lives. I break every attack of the enemy that would try to rob our peace. But at the same time, God, we close any doors that have brought in turmoil, have tried to bring demons into the situation. We close those doors. We kick the enemy out right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we believe. And according to the book of Matthew chapter 18, we unite our faith. We break every attack of the enemy today. Whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loosen on earth will be loosened in heaven. I break turmoil in Jesus' name, and I loosen peace over our lives, over our situations. And I loosen the spirit of praise, the oil of gladness, and the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, God. I break depression, anxiety, worry, fear. I break it and cast it off your people today. Off me, off everyone around me, off those on the live stream in Jesus' name. Anyone hearing this message, it's broken in Jesus' name. I break fear and terror off of you right now in Jesus' name. I break anxiety and depression. I loosen the oil of gladness and the garment of praise. Heaviness is gone. We cast out the spirit of heaviness in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for your promises, for your peace. Thank you for the opportunity to praise you. We can't tell you how much we love and appreciate you today, God. But we're going to try every day with our lives. It's the best way we can show you that we love you, Lord. We're going to know that we're right with you, and we're going to live like we're right with you. We thank you and honor you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you give the Lord a clap offering, I want you to repeat after me. Say, God has a plan for my peace, for hope, for a great future for an expected end, for victory, for triumph, for transformation, for excitement, and for joy. Say, God's plan is to bless me so that I can be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering today. <laughs>